We hope you enjoy this message recorded at Equippers Church in Eden. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. We can all have a seat, and thanks, Tim. Um, yeah, as Pastor Will um, just mentioned, I've been here before, um, tag preaching, and I, to be honest, when the roster came out and um, my name was there, I waited for a few weeks for the tag preach label to come up and to other people to be rostered. That didn't happen. Um, so if I'm going to follow my husband's steps, We'll be here for a while. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, 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 I have his permission to say that so he can laugh freely, no guilt. Um, it's all good. Because um, I, I, I laugh, but I, I know his heart and, and our hearts that when we come up here, we don't take it lightly. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will just highlight some things for you. As I say, it may not even be have to do with what I'm going to say, but if the Holy Spirit talks to you, that what our hearts are for. Um, so just for those that don't know me, I'm Raquel. I've been in New Zealand for over 12 years now, um, seven in Dunedin, originally from Brazil. And um, one of the things that brought me to New Zealand was um, I'm a skydiver. So I, I came to jump. <laughs> and um, as I was um, preparing for this message, I, I just realized, you know, how interesting it is, that the parallel of the message and the skydiving. And I got really excited about it. And I went and spoke to Michael and I said, look, I, I, I felt God laid a message in my heart. And it is about faith. And he said, he's, he's a great encourager as well. So he said, Really? Are we like, because every time we go up there, we talk about faith. Are we like the faith couple? Um, <laughs> but I, I, I guess we are. And I, 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 I yeah, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so the, the title of my message is Jumping in Faith. Um, it's, it's interesting because when you skydive, it doesn't matter how bad your jump is, um, there is a device inside a parachute that reads if you're low enough and your parachute's not open yet, it opens it for you. So isn't it interesting that when we take a step of faith, it doesn't matter if things look a bit messy, Jesus paid the price and there's always enough grace. Um, that... Um, and it's, it's interesting because that device is, is really expensive because it saves, saves lives. So that gives me the reassurance when I jump, I'm not scared because I know it doesn't matter how it goes. Uh, what matters is that I chose to jump. That will open the parachute for me. So um, be encouraged tonight that Jesus paid the price so we can jump in faith and not be scared because he will, he will, there's always enough grace. Um, and also, I found it very interesting. I, I felt God saying that when we become Christians, we, we enter inside an airplane. And it's very, um, very fun to be inside a little airplane uh, when you're uh, about skydiving. You, you see things from a different perspective. Um, but after we're there for a while, so after we've been Christians for a while, God, he will equip us. 
he will put a parachute on our back and he will tell us to jump in faith. So we need to activate that. So tonight I'm going to talk about um, what it takes for us to take steps in faith. Um, I love points. So I have three points. Um, organized. Uh, so can I have that first picture, please, Tim? Oh, I put that one because Michael picked that one. He thought it was a good one. But I'll put the second one because that's my, my favorite one. <laughs> I, um, I like that one because you look at it and um, you see um, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping. Uh, when you, it's quite obvious. Um, when you free fall and you free fall 200 kilometers per hour, uh, on that position, if you go head down, it goes quicker. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I'm not scared. Um, but the reason is that I just didn't take that step out of the blue. Before I jumped, I took lessons learning about the parachute. So I know that parachute. I know that that parachute won't let me down on any circumstance, that you will always open. Um, so my first point is to know God. Um, to step in faith, we, we need to know God. So I'll get my first scriptures for tonight. Um, Romans 10, 13 to 19. I'll, I'll read the scripture. Will, will it come up? I can see here because I'm not in front of anything. Um, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. But not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message has gone throughout the earth and the words to all the world. And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring, who bring the good news. But not every... Oh, I already read that. So, yep. But I ask, did the people of Israel really understand? And that really stuck with me because... We've heard the message, we believe the message, but do we really understand who God is? Um, I believe we'll, we won't be able to fully understand who God is completely until we are with Him in heaven. Because he's, he's big, He's wonderful, He's perfect, He created the universe. So that for our human brain is not something that we can understand. But we can get a glimpse of who God is by spending time with Him. Um, who I think... God is will determine what I think he will do so if we we're believing for something and we believe God is that we we know he can come through it doesn't matter what we're believing for because we know who God is 
in what he's able to do. Um, God is not the God of good enough. He's the God of the overflow. He's not the God of average. He's the God of beyond our expectations. He's not the God of the mundane. He's the God of the supernatural. He's got no option but to do the supernatural in our lives. He's, that's, that's who he is. In, in Genesis, he spoke and he created everything that we see. In Exodus, he miraculously freed the people, the Israelites from Egypt. In Leviticus, he said, I'm holy, but I, I live amongst you. In Numbers, he remained faithful to his people. In Deuteronomy, he renewed his covenant. In Joshua, he gave the victory so the people of Israel could take possess, possession of the promised land. I could be here until the book of Revelation. Um, but if Michael was here, he probably would be. But... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so let's not take God out of his reality but let's take what we see in a line with his reality um, now the second point um, Pastor Helen Monk once said something in one of her messages that really stuck in my heart that was the servants saw the miracle first. Um, so in John 2, I'll just read from 1 to 9. The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take, take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted water, that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from. Brackets. Though, of course, the servants knew. So the servants were serving. Jesus saw some people that were actually on the move, that were doing something. And, and thought, I will use those people and I'll do a miracle. What breakthrough is behind our serving? So my point, next, second point is serving. Um, what breakthrough is behind our serving? And we'll get to see it first. I, um, in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, God has given giving each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. We all have a gift from God. So every, all of us here, every single person here has got a gift. You might not know yet, but you do have a gift. And if we're not serving in the body, the body is lacking somehow, somewhere, because we're all called to serve in here. Um, 
it's interesting. I um, have always been a fit person. I've always exercised. And I had a back injury a few years ago, and I had stopped going to the gym. So the only thing that I could do is swim. So I kept swimming, and I kept swimming. So I always thought I was fit. And um, I recently joined the gym about a month ago, and I discovered that it's a different type of exercise. And I got muscles that woke up again and got really, really sore for, for weeks. And um, we can serve our community. We can do volunteer work. We can do all sorts of things. But I, I remember Pastor Will saying, faith is like a muscle. We need to exercise it. So we can do all that. We can serve outside of church, but we also need to serve here because that's a different exercise. Um, one thing doesn't substitute the other. So we, we're all called to serve here. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't think we need to pray if we should serve here. We pray where my gift will, be, will work best. And then God will talk to you. I'm sure he will talk to you. And if you feel like joining the hosting team, you talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, oh, I still got time, so I will go there. Uh, <laughs> and also, I think we we do serve one another by creating e-groups. Um, and I will, I will, I'll, I, I just want to encourage some people here that perhaps you've been thinking about starting an e-group, and and it's a step, it's a it's a step of faith. And I will, I can testify of that because I remember I was sitting back there with Michael about five years ago. And um, it was during that hosting campaign, Open Your Home, Service Neck, Turn On the DVD. And we were sitting right back there. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me, um, you, you should start an e-group. Then I thought, ah, oh, yeah, but we're a couple. Michael is an introvert. I'm all good here. I don't need to do anything. It's, it's cool. And then Michael... Straight away, it came to me and said, oh, I think, I feel we, we should start an e-group. And I go, oh, that's, that excuse is not very good. And then, <laughs> I, um, then a thought came to my head, but who is going to go to your e-group? You don't know anyone here. And, and I know that that thought comes to our heads. It's not our, it's, it's not our, our thought. It's a lie. It's a lie trying to actually stop the kingdom from growing. So can I encourage you that if you ever thought about starting an e-group and that thought came to your head, ignore that thought. Step up in faith. Because I remember it wasn't easy because the service finished. And then I told Michael, who's going to go to our e-group? We don't know anyone here. And said, but let's step up in faith. I'm, I'm, and like, yeah, all right. So we'll go. And we went to the resource desk. And Yolanda was there. And like, oh, hi, we're Raquel and Michael. <laughs> we want to start a new group. And then there was someone at resource desk doing something. And he said, oh, where do you live? Oh, we live in Brighton. Oh, she can go to your e-group. She lives close enough. And then my insecurity <laughs> spoke louder. And I said, look, it's fine. It's the hosting campaign. It's four weeks. You go. If you find us weird or anything, you don't need to commit. You can just, you know, it's, it's fine. It's, it's okay. And um, after we took that step, we just watched what God did. 
uh, we had to, to jump. We had to, to take a step of faith. But then after that, we, we watched the e-group grow. And we had a season that we ran two e-groups. And then we had another season that, uh, out of coincidence, there were quite a few Brazilians here at church. They were all living in the needing temporarily. But they, their English wasn't very good to speak things from the heart. So we thought we'll run one in Portuguese. So we did that with the other one that we kept running. So can I encourage you that if that thought ever crossed your mind, just, just, just step up, step in faith and, and just, just do it. Um, now my third point, um, it's a very interesting one that when um, a parachute malfunctions, statistically, it's not your gear, it's not the parachute, it's human factor. So as an example, if you pack the parachute on, in a funny way or you don't fold it correctly, it might not open as you intended it to open or it might have a, a tear or you're going to have a problem. One thing is your body position. If you're free falling and your body position is not arched like, like that one that we saw before, it might not open. Um, so I think when we, we jump in faith, we take a step, we need to position ourselves, ourselves in a way that we're going to hear God's voice and obey. So we take the step, but then we position ourselves to obey. Um, in skydiving, the one thing that we'll never have control of is the wind. So we do need to obey the wind if we're going to land where we need to land in a safe place. We can't ignore, ignore the wind. So we, we choose to leave the plane. We choose to take a step in faith. But then we position ourselves to obey God. So my third point is obedience. Um, and that takes me to Moses. Uh, I'll read a little bit. So first, it's two passages, um, one in Exodus, one in Numbers. So Exodus 17 from verse 1 onwards. At the Lord's command, the whole community of Israel left the wilderness of sin and moved from place to place. Eventually, they camped at Rephidim, but there was no water there for the people to drink. So once more, the people complained against Moses. Give us water to drink, they demanded. Quiet, Moses replied. Why are you complaining against me? And why are you testing the Lord? By, but tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us, our children, and our livestock with thirst? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What should I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, Walk out in front of the people. Take your staff, the one you used when you struck the water of the Nile, and call some of the elders of Israel to join you. I will stand before you on the rock at Mount Sinai. Strike the rock, and water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So Moses struck the rock as he was told, and water gushed out as the elders looked on. So that's quite, it's quite a famous passage. We, we, we're quite familiar with it, that people were thirsty, 
Moses had to step in faith. God told me, you strike the rock. Moses did what he was told. Water came out. And then in Numbers 20, I'll read again. In, fir in the first month of the year, the whole community of Israel arrived in the wilderness of Zin and camped at Kadesh. While they were there, Miriam died and was buried. There was no water for the people to drink at that place. So they rebelled against Moses and Aaron. The people blamed Moses and said, If only we had died in the Lord's presence with our brothers. Why have you brought the congregation of the Lord's people into this wilderness to die along with all our livestock? Why did you make us leave Egypt and bring us here to this terrible place? This land has no grain, no figs, no grapes, no pomegranates, and no water to drink. Moses and Aaron turned away from the people and went to the entrance of the tabernacle, where they fell face down on the ground. Then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord said to Moses, You and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there. And you will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community in their livestock. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock. Twice with the staff, and water gushed out. Um, it's amazing that sometimes, because what, what I, I want to highlight here, it's not what happened to Moses after he did that, because um, we all know that he didn't enter the promised land. But um, it's the same problem, but a different order from God to solve the same. He needed breakthrough, but God said something in one occasion and he said something on the other occasion. Um, Moses himself was a miracle because he was supposed to have been killed. and uh, But out of faith, his mom put him in a basket on the river and he was found by Pharaoh's daughter. He was raised as a prince, but on the inside, he still struggled with his identity. He thought he wasn't able, but God he revealed himself to him and said, I have chosen you. He said to be the only person in the Bible to have seen the glory of God. God would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. But yet, God, Moses was human. Um, and we, I think we, we can relate. We can relate to that. Um, on the first occasion, Moses was talking to a people that had just left Egypt. So they had been slaves their whole life. The language that they would respond to was slave language. is, is being struck by a staff. They, they knew that. They knew that. Well, if Moses strike a rock, by the power of God, the rock has got no option but to obey. But on the second occasion, 40 years had passed. 
and the people that he was talking to wasn't that generation. It was a generation that was born free in the wilderness. So with, in, with slaves, you strike, but with free people, you speak. Um, and God, God knew this. So God knew that with, for those people to understand my power... You can't strike the rock because for them that doesn't mean anything. They're not slaves, so they don't know what it is to be struck by something. But you need to speak. And perhaps if Moses had obeyed God in that moment, the faith of the people of Israel would have gone to another level that the entrance of the promised land would have been different. Perhaps they wouldn't be scared of the giants because they saw that even a rock that doesn't breathe that doesn't need anything obeys the word of God they 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 had to trust God and they had to obey God um, but the second point that I, I wanted to point out is that again Moses was hum human and he was under pressure he says in the beginning on the first first verse um, while they were there, Miriam died and was buried. So that was his sister. So just before the people were complaining, he lost his sister. He was under pressure. And in a moment of pressure, a man that had seen the glory of God went back to what he knew. So he went back to, I know I strike the rock. Water will come out. So I'm under pressure. Yeah, I know God told me to talk to the rock, but I know that works. So I'm going to go there. Um, and that's something I think that we have to fight every day. It's our flesh. Because we, we do tend when we're believing for something, perhaps we just go back to what we know. And um, isn't it interesting that human beings are often called creatures of habit? We, we wake up the same time. We have the same breakfast, the same morning routine. We go to work. We go to school. We... We do our things during the day. We go to the same coffee shop. We have the same type of coffee. We order pad thai because who orders, you know, green fish curry, you know? Um, we we go home. We have our night routine, and then we go to bed, and uh, we go to bed, and then we start all over again. But when we step in faith, God is calling us out of creatures of the habit to be creatures of the new. He's, he's, he wants to activate our faith, but we need to abandon our default setting, the habit. We need to understand that we don't need to strike the rock anymore. We need to talk to our circumstances. In the name of Jesus and by God's word, that breakthrough is coming. Because Jesus died for us. He defeated the grave. He defeated. He stroked the rock. He dealt with the rock. So we don't need to do anything anymore. But all we need to do is we need to speak to our circumstances. Um. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. <laughs> um, faith is not measured by what happens in my life, by what I see. Faith, faith is measured by how much I trust and I believe that the unseen not only exists, is prepared and will happen by the power of God. God's voice is pointing us to something new.
something that we haven't seen before. What are you facing right now? What's, what's the mountain in front of you? The people of Israel were in front of a sea, but God opened it. Daniel was thrown inside the lion's den, but God protected him. Esther went in the presence of the king uninvited, but because of her obedience in faith, God saved his people. What is God saying to you in this season while you're believing in faith? And by the way, I'll just do a, a, a brackets moment here now. Um, thank you so much, Pastor Will, for this message this morning. Really encouraged me. Um, I think sometimes we come here and we, it's not a building. It's, and I, I, I thank you for your heart to um, always keep pushing and keep believing for everyone, for Michael and I. Thank you that you see things in us that we don't see ourselves. And we, you pull the best of us. And you put us in places that we're not comfortable. Because I'm way more comfortable there or at the door. I'm not comfortable here. But I, I thank you for that. Because, um, yeah, I, I thank you for the, the trust that you have in Michael and I. And, um, and the, the heart that you have for every single person here. Can we just honor Pastor Will? <laughs> and I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get the team up. Um, what is God saying to you in this season that you want to step up in faith? Is it to serve? Is it to pray more? Is it to believe again? Believe for something that you were believing before and that something just went through the cracks and you stopped believing? Is it to sit tight and just trust? Just trust in Him? It might be something small or something big, but that's our perspective. That's what we see. And that doesn't matter. Because the God that we serve has got one perspective, and that's His perspective. And His perspective is that nothing is impossible for Him. Nothing is impossible for Him. Nothing. Nothing. He's, he's working all things out. We, we might not see sometimes. We might think nothing is happening, nothing is changing, but He is working. He is working. We, um, we need to choose. We need to choose to step in faith. But once we, we take the jump, He's got our back. We, we know the parachute. We know that it works. We, we position ourselves in a, in a way that we hear from God. We serve. And when He speaks, we know His voice. We know His voice. And when we obey, you just sit and relax. 
Because break, breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. I'll, I'll just pray and then I'll get Pastor Will up on stage. Father God, I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that you're so good to us. You're so good to us, Lord. I thank you, God, that nothing is too difficult for you. Nothing is impossible for you. That you hold our whole world in your hands. And with that assurance, we can choose to believe again. We can choose to hope again. We choose, Lord God, to trust in you and obey your voice. Holy Spirit, our hearts are open. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord, what you want to reveal to us tonight. I thank you, God, that miracles are about to happen in this place. The testimonies, Lord God, will be shared to encourage one another, Lord God, but to give all glory to you. You're the author and perfecter of our faith. And we declare tonight, Lord, that we trust in no one else but you, the God of breakthrough, your provider, your redeemer, your holy, your holy God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.